Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So it's here. It's here. What's here? Well, proof is here. Proof that my walking dead theory of liberalism is accurate. That they need to frighten the hell out of you and fear is their coin of the realm. Without fear, you will never get people to forfeit their civil liberties voluntarily. Ever. No one wants to be incarcerated in an ideological prison or a real one. But they'll walk right in that prison if you can scare them enough. How this relates to COVID, the lockdowns and everything. Proof emerges this weekend. Coming up in what's going to be a loaded show for you today. Don't go anywhere. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. You heard me talk about how important important it is to have a VPN to protect you and your online privacy. But choosing a VPN you trust is equally as important. Now, I only recommend brands to my listeners I believe in and I use myself. I can say with confidence ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market. But here's why. Got to produce the facts, right? Number one, ExpressVPN doesn't log your activity online. They even developed a technology trusted server that makes their VPN servers incapable of storing any data at all. Number two, speed. ExpressVPN uses Lightway, a new VPN protocol they engineered to make user speeds faster than ever. ExpressVPN is always blazing fast. It lets me stream videos in HD quality with zero buffering. And the last thing is how easy it is to use. You don't need technological skills to get it set up. Folks, even I can do it. You know, I'm not that tech savvy. Just fire up the app, tap one button to connect. That's it. Business Insider, The Verge, and other tech journals made ExpressVPN the number one VPN in the world. So today, go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. It's worth it. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino. All right, Joseph, let's go, my friend. Happy Monday. Yeah. Happy Monday. Always good to be back. Missed you Uh on the weekends. Spent a little time up in Auburn this weekend at the basketball game. They played Tennessee. Uh, big congrats to Bruce Pearl, the coach of Auburn for coaching the players playing a great game. They won. Uh, it was a really dramatic ending. What a game. So the SEC tournaments this week. So congrats, Bruce Pearl. What a great guy. He coaches Auburn's basketball team. Just a super nice guy. Uh, that was fun. And to the people I saw there, Hey, it was good to see you, man. A couple of them were surprised. They're like, what are you doing here? I'm like, well, what are you doing here? Someone asked me, are you Dan Bongino? I said, it depends who you are. If you're a Democrat, I'm not Dan Bongino. If you're a Republican, yes, I am. And it's nice to meet you. So a lot of fun this weekend. All right, let's get back to the show content because this is uh, this is the important stuff. One of the things I've been repeatedly telling you, because I believe the why matters, right? We've only said it since Joe and I started doing the podcast years ago. Just talking about how awful liberals are does serve a purpose. I mean, it does. It exposes how bad they are. So when you're given a choice, you're going to pick the better choice, right? It's not just complaining. There's a reason you go, well, liberals' policies on taxes and healthcare are bad. They're bad, so you should pick the other one, right? Right. But there's, it's, it's not enough, folks. It's not enough because you really need to understand the why. Because once you diagnose the why of liberals do what they do and, 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 and the thought process, you learn to see it everywhere. The Leo DiCaprio Giphy on Twitter. You know what I'm talking about from that once upon a time in Hollywood <laughs> thing? If you see it, if you know, you know. So I have this theory. I, I try to make them funny, but there's, the, the core of them are serious. I call it the walking dead theory. Liberals need you to forfeit your own liberties and freedoms over them. I mean, real liberties and freedoms. The ability to walk around without a vaccine passport, right? The ability to earn money and keep it and spend it. If they take your money, do you have economic liberty? No, you worked and they took it. It's <laughs> pretty simple, right? School choice. Either I pick where my kid goes to school or the government does. So I don't talk about these things in esoteric terms. I mean, real liberty and freedom. The only way to get you to give these things up, because no one wants to voluntarily give up their own choices or freedoms. That's why prisons are a bad thing. Is by using fear. It's their coin of the realm. It's always been their coin of the realm. To scare the living hell out of you. To frighten the pants off everyone. Oh, oh, oh. Remember those actual specific terms? They'll come in quite handy in just a moment to frighten the pants off people. I call it the walking dead theory because there's a show called the walking dead. I used to watch before it went woke. And in the walking dead, the world is full of zombies and the remaining human survivors that are not zombies. They find refuge in an abandoned prison because it's got a cage and a prison around it, a fence around it. Who the hell walks into a prison to live voluntarily? Well, the answer is very simple. People who are more afraid of what's on the outside. 
In the case of the TV series, it's the zombies. In the case of the liberals, it's fill in the blank. COVID, evil capitalists, the white male patriarchy. Notice everything with them is fear. It's funny because they claim we're the ones peddling fear for exposing them. But it really is their coin of the realm, not ours. That all came out this weekend in a damning group of leaked messages that came out of the United Kingdom. Fear is the coin of the realm, folks. Frighten the pants out of everyone. Oh, look, they actually say it. Here is the United Kingdom Minister of Health, a guy by the name of Matt Hancock, in a group of leaked messages that became a worldwide scandal this weekend, talking about COVID and the use of COVID. The use of COVID to get people to walk into a prison. The prison of masking, lockdowns, school lockdowns, vaccine passports. And notice in the leaked messages, he says, quote, Matt Hancock, we frighten the pants off everyone with the new strain. But the complication with that Brexit is that is taking the top line. So he says, exchanging messages with this guy, Damon Poole. Yep, that's what will get the proper behavior change, he notes. Hancock responds, when do we deploy the new variant? I'm not laughing because it's funny. I mean, Joe and I both, because it's just so, I, again, I'm not, please, please don't, don't take this as some kind of silly victory lap. I promise that's the most boring show ever. Hey, look at how special, there's nothing I said about this at the time that a lot of smart, learned, conservative thinking, talking heads didn't say to, it wasn't just me. I just don't ever want you to feel here like you ever wasted your time. And I desperately want you to understand the why of why they do things. The Rahm Emanuel never let a crisis go to waste theory is the, 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 if there was any essence, core kind of pillar, they built the house of liberalism on fear is the one emotion they need the most. I would argue envy second. And I'll get to that later. Oh, it's rich people are taking, you better get money from them. Those evil rich people, they're not paying their fair share. Really? Did the numbers add up? No, I'll get to that later, too. Envy's important, but fear is number one. Now, here's the same guy within days of this text exchange, this UK health minister. We need to frighten the pants off everyone. When do we deploy the new variant? Get people to give up their civil liberties. Walk into the prison. Just days afterwards, here's the same guy uh, hat tip the Guardian for this video. UK Health Minister Matt Hancock. I want you to watch him talking about how scary this all is. And, you know, you got to give up your civil liberties, folks. Wake it a nod, right? Check this out. Who said uh, recently that the virus was under control? Yes. Is it? No, uh, it, it's not. The new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control. And this news about the new variant has been a... Uh, an incredibly difficult end to, frankly, an awful year. And it's important for everybody to act, uh, essentially act like they might have the virus. And that's the way that we can control it together. The cases in the tier four areas, as you've seen from the graphs that have been presented, have absolutely rocketed in the last few, uh, few days, last two weeks or so. And so we are, we've, got a, we've got a long way to go to sort this. Essentially, we've got to get that vaccine rolled out to keep people safe. To prepare ourselves, I mean, is it likely that if you're in a tier four area now, you're going to be in a tier four area until that vaccine is rolled out? Well, I think that given how much faster this new variant spreads, it is going to be very difficult to keep it under control until we have the vaccine rolled out. Joe, new variants out of control, buddy. It's out of control. <laughs> got to get, it, you got to get yeah. that vaccine. And then you got to roll out that vaccine. And not only that, <laughs> do you hear what he said? Did you guys catch it? What did he say to act like? He said, make oh. sure you, he said, oh, and everyone should act like they already have it. Yeah. Everyone, everyone be terrified of a virus with a fatality rate that's significant enough, but significant enough to, shut down society, leading to massive negative externalities later. Ladies and gentlemen, this was never Ebola. It was never Hanta. Okay? I mean, the numbers have now bore that out. If you even believe the numbers. Listen, I saw a guy on social media this morning. I follow social media. 
uh, religiously, especially our name in the show. Boy, you put yourself in social media. Yeah, all the time. I want to see how people feel about the show. I, I, it's always, I always laugh why that's... Why liberals laugh at that? It's because they don't understand the principles of capitalism. Like we work hard and we want to make sure our customers, you enjoy the show. Like they check themselves out on Twitter. Yeah, you don't. That's probably why your show sucks and ours doesn't. <laughs> so I saw a guy this. No, I'm dead serious. Like they think that's hilarious. Yeah, I know They're how like, it goes. They check their own show out. Uh, does anyone make a product where they don't do quality control? And Yeah, liberals because they suck. So. A guy was commenting this morning to someone else um, and he was saying, listen, you know, if you listen to the Dan Bongino show, he makes this point all the time that you really can't believe anything coming out of these people at first glance. I'm not telling you every single thing the government in the UK or the United States or anywhere else for that matter is a lie. I'm simply telling you that if you're playing a simple probability equation, fellas, where it's like pro it's a lie, con it's not. There's a pretty darn good chance if you had a gun to your head to make a decision in a Sophie's Choice that it's a lie. You should never accept what they tell you at first glance as being authentic. This guy right here, he's texting people. We got to frighten the pants out of everyone. Unleash the new variant. And then you see him talking about the exact same thing. Folks, they pulled the same crap with this lab leak. It is obvious to anyone, even Peggy Noonan, Peggy Noonan, who again, I like her writing a lot. She's definitely not a Trumper at all, but that's fine. Peggy Noonan writes for the Wall Street Journal. I cite her work a lot because I like to read a diversity of people's work, whether they agree with me politically or not, because some things make sense and some people don't. I'm not a liberal who accepts like a lemming, anything that the, you know, their, their liberal media gods tell them. But even Peggy Noonan had a piece this week like, of course it was a lab leak. What kind of idiot would have thought otherwise? It originated in Wuhan. Some scientists, it was reported later from the Wuhan lab in intelligence reports, became sick with a virus right around the time the Wuhan virus leaked from Wuhan around the world. What kind of an idiot thinks it's not a lab leak? Well, I'll answer that. This idiot. New emails show Dr. Anthony Fauci commissioned the scientific paper in February of 2020 to disprove the Wuhan lab leak theory. Anthony Fauci, ladies and gentlemen, worked for the government. Do not trust these people, ladies and gentlemen, as far as you can throw them like a Nerf football, and that probably isn't far. Do not trust these people. Here, from Miranda Devine. You can read this in my newsletter, bongino.com slash newsletter. It's worth your time. This memo where he prompted someone to try to, this guy, uh, uh, this author, Christian Anderson, to try to debunk the lab leak theory was written four days after Fauci and his uh, National Institutes of Health boss, Collins, held a call with four authors to discuss reports that COVID may have leaked from the Wuhan lab and may have been intentionally genetically manipulated. In other words, they knew or thought it was really likely this thing leaked from a lab. The House Oversight Subcommittees published emails on Sunday in which the paper's co-authors, Dr. Christian Anderson, admits that Fauci prompted him to write the paper with the goal of disproving the lab leak theories. That sound like science to you? Does that sound like science to you with a pre-recorded narrative for how the study's going to turn out? Now, ladies and gentlemen, basic tenets of experimental science would dictate that if you already have a conclusion before you're doing the study, that the study is going to be subjected to the bias of your preordained conclusion, right? Yeah. It's, it's fascinating, Joe, how liberal goons will be like, Big Pharma, screaming, wetting their diapers. They say, you can't trust any science by Big Pharma because Big Pharma's goal in the science is to prove their drug works. So they want, because they want, they want an outcome. Right. Okay, fair enough. There's a conflict. Yet you see nothing wrong with Fauci prompting a paper to be written with a preordained goal of disproving a lab leak theory they don't like. You have no problems at all. Again, why? Because you're a liberal a-hole. You're really stupid. You traffic in fear. You have zero principles at all. And you spend your entire day obsessing over Fox News. Oh, you're darn right. That's their that 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 one word <laughs> drop in the show sums up every stupid liberal I've ever met. 
Sorry, a little annoyed today when I read this this weekend. We got to frighten the pants out of everyone. I, I mean, kind of like what we've said on the show, Joe, for yeah, years now. Forever. I think they're trying to scare you, folks. You're like, oh, he's a conspiracy theorist. Okay, sure, whatever. I have a new theory I'm introducing today. You guys ready? All right. That was a question. I call it my Ivan Drago theory of liberals. This is a new one. We'll have to add it to our theories. Jim, if you're listening, Jim's writing a book on behind the scenes of the Dan Bongino radio show, which should be fascinating. He's getting together my theories here. And he has the, uh, we're going to have to add this one, the Ivan Drago theory uh, for liberals, explaining liberals. Remember Ivan Drago? You know who he is? Rocky IV. Remember yeah, the Russian yeah, boxer yeah, yeah. from Rocky IV? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you remember him, Drago. Well, Drago, he gets in an exhibition bout with the famous Apollo Creed, played by Carl Weathers, and uh, he kills him in an exhibition boxing bout. Knocks him unconscious, and he dies. Well, in the middle of the ring, at the end of the fight, Ivan Drago has a microphone plunged in his face, which would be weird because they were interviewing him as Apollo Creed's dying on the mat. you think they'd be caring for Apollo and not interviewing Ivan Drago, but it's a movie, so we'll suspend disbelief. And he says in the middle of the ring, looking at Apollo dying, Ivan Drago says, if he dies... He dies. And I thought to myself, that's the libs, man. They don't really care. Death is a feature. It's not a glitch. Folks, that may be hard to hear, and that may sound harsh. But it's true, and it's me being candid with you. The fact that the lockdowns, the fact that relying on masking, even though it was entirely ineffective, the fact that a vaccine, they preemptively jumped the gun and told people it was safe to go outside, it would stop you from getting COVID. The fact that these were all lies and caused um, untold death and suffering is not a glitch in their system. It's a feature. The feature of their system is that they needed fear. They were going to use fear. They were going to use fear. You don't put the mask on, you're going to catch COVID. You don't catch the vaccine, you're going to die. The fact that they used fear of death that resulted in death is a feature of their system. It's not a glitch. Folks, nothing liberals tell you is, is true. Everything is an angle. I thought of that reading this story. You know, I wasn't going to include this in the show. I was just reading this because the overpopulation fairy tale that human beings were overpopulating the earth has always fascinated me for a long time. And the reason... If there was ever a road to Damascus moment that changed me, I can't say there was one specifically, but if there was ever one that did the most to change me from an independent-leaning, say, libertarian to a more conservative-leaning libertarian. It was when I found out for the first time that overpopulation is a myth. I know it's weird, but I remember taking classes in college, whether they were anthropology or sociology, and being told over and over how this like human virus, per se, was overpopulating the earth, stealing its resources, and this is a real problem. And I'm sitting in a pharmacy one day. I'm reading this book by Rush Limbaugh. And there's a portion of the book that talks about the overpopulation myth. And uh, I went home and I researched it, and I found out that basically every human being on planet earth could live in, say, Texas, Louisiana, and Florida with more than enough living space, then there would be like the average apartment in a middle-class country. And the rest, rest of the United States, the rest of the globe could be abandoned. Now, if that sounds like overpopulation to you, you're probably an idiot. But they love death because of the Ivan Drago theory. If he dies, he dies. So I'm reading this piece in the Washington Times. I've got to throw this in the show. Demographic train wreck lies ahead. So because we were told overpopulation is a problem, just like we were told if you don't get vaccinated, you're going to get COVID, even though you could get it anyway. Just like we were told you better forfeit your civil liberties or society's going to collapse because COVID is such a danger. We were also told if we don't do something about overpopulation, forget it. The earth is finished. Now we're figuring out that matter of fact, death may be a result of scaring people about overpopulation as the liberals now recommend people start to kill themselves because of the demographic time bomb going on when there's not enough young people to take care of all the old people because birth rates have plunged. Read this piece. Demographic train wreck lies ahead. Washington Times in the newsletter. They note it didn't take a long time to start heading where no civilized people should go. They note this professor talking about euthanasia for Japan's older adults. 
Here, you want to talk about a demographic time bomb? A third of Japanese are now over 65. One in five live alone. More than 30,000 die alone each year. A small industry's cropped up to remove their remains. Japan's elderly crisis is a consequence of its demographic crisis. The nation is one of the world's lowest fertility rates, an average of 1.3 children per woman with 2.1 needed to maintain population stability. Elon Musk talks about this all the time. Everything they've told you, ladies and gentlemen, is fake. The world is not overpopulated. The vaccine's not going to stop you from getting COVID. And the death portion, the euthanasia, the love affair with suicide for the elderly, this is a feature. They talk about it openly. It is not a glitch for them. This deadly charade continues, by the way, because of the bodyguard media. Did you see this clip from Russell Brand on Bill Maher's show this weekend? If you missed this, this was glorious. That hapless loser, John Howman, I think he works for NBC. I mean, you want to talk about a goon, a guy who's been on the wrong side of just about every political argument of the last 10 years. Russell Brand, comedian, commentator, just wrecks him on the Bill Maher show. I'm going to get to that in a second. Uh, let me get to my second sponsor first. Uh, today's show is brought to you by helixsleep.com slash Dan. You need a mattress. This is the only place to go. Sleep, especially as you get older, is critical, especially that deep healing sleep. Go to helixsleep.com slash Dan and take the sleep quiz. I took it. I have the Midnight Lux mattress from Helix. I love it. I won't sleep on anything else. See, here's the thing. Helix knows everyone's unique. So they have several different mattress models to match based on your body type and sleep preferences. You're a side sleeper, a back sleeper. These things all, all matter. Once you match, your mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. When you receive your Helix mattress, you'll be obsessed with it. It's quick and fun to unbox. You won't believe how well you'll sleep. You'll wake up feeling rested and refreshed. They have a 10-year warranty. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never far away. Highly recommended. Helix, Helix, H-E-L-I-X, is now offering up to 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners to this program. It's a great deal. So go today, helixsleep.com slash Dan, helixsleep.com slash Dan. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Check them out. I don't sleep on anything else. Matter of fact, I was in a hotel this week and I'm like, get me back to my Helix stat. So this deadly charade with my Ivan Drago theory, how the left loves fear and death is built into their program, forced suicides, euthanasia, killing the human virus, right? It continues because of the bodyguard media. So Russell Brand, very smart guy, goes on Bill Maher. By the way, he's not a conservative at all. Um, he is a, a, He has a show on Rumble, which again, I'm an equity stakeholder in, disclosure. Uh, it's nothing to do with this segment, though. He goes on the Bill Maher show, Russell Brand, and John Heilman is, is talking about how Fox News like, isn't real news, which is hilarious. I, you should laugh in their faces when they say that. Not real. Wait, you work at MSNBC? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. You're a crazy person. That's really funny. So here's Russell Brand responding back about, really, dude? Like, you work at MSNBC. They're like real news? Here, check this out. John, I've not known you long, but mm. I love you already. But I have to say that it's, <laughs> it's disingenuous to claim that the biases that are exhibited on Fox News are any different from the biases exhibited on MSNBC. It's difficult to suggest that's, that's... that these corporations operate as anything other than mouthpieces for their affiliate owners in BlackRock and Vanguard. And, and unless we start to embrace, and, and also, mate, like just spiritually, if I may use that word in your great country, we have to take responsibility <laughs> for our own perspective. I, I've been on that MSNBC, yeah, mate. It was right. propagandist nutcrackery yeah. on you're there. Not, you, I went on the show called Morning Joe. Yeah. It was absurd the way they carried Good morning, on. Joe. Yes, yeah, I don't it. know what it was. It wasn't morning. There was no one called Joe there. No one could concentrate. They didn't understand the basic tenets of journalism. No one was willing to stick up for genuine American heroes uh, like Edward Snowden. No one was willing to talk about Julian Assange and what he suffered trying to bring real journalism to the American people and I think to sit within the castle of MSNBC throwing rocks oh. at Fox News is ludicrous. My friends, Make my MSNBC friend. better. My Make friend. MSNBC great again. That, folks, that goes on. There are another two minutes. Hallman, who's clearly embarrassed at getting owned and wrecked in front of Mars, pretty significant. Oh, he has a pretty uh, big audience, Mark. He goes on to hilariously ask for an example of where MSNBC and CNN and other outlets lied to their viewers, which, again, ends hilariously as 
Russell Brand goes on to give him a number of examples, including the ivermectin, it's a horse dewormer. But I have my own examples. Heilman, of course, has no response because he's a goon. I mean, he's a, a life loser, a humiliating embarrassment to humankind. I mean, do we really need to go through the list, the PP tape hoax? And I know what Heilman's response will be because he's an idiot. Idiots are predictable. He really is. He's not a bright guy. He uses, he, I love how he uses words, too. He tries to speak in, in an advanced vocabulary to try and sound smart, yet some of the words are so inappropriate for the situation. I love that. That's, I love when I see that. That's hilarious. Heilman will say, well, you know, we, we didn't know the PP take hoax was, 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 was false when we were reporting on it. That's your defense? You really believe there's a video out there of Donald Trump getting peed on by hookers? No one's seen it. It's never been produced. You, you, you don't even have a source for it. And yet everything else about Donald Trump has leaked out except that? And you bought that. That's your, so you're really that stupid. Okay, I'll give you that. You didn't know. You're just exchanging that for I'm a moron and I fell for it. Okay, you're a moron. I'll take that excuse. I'm too dumb to do actual journalism. Yes, you're right. You didn't know it was a lie. I'll give you another example. The Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. Gone through that ad nauseum. You're a journalist, Heilman, right? You call yourself a journalist. So you're going to say, oh, we didn't know it was a lie. I accept that because you are a tier one level douche canoe and an imbecile. You thought a laptop that was signed for by Hunter Biden, dropped off by Hunter Biden with a Biden family sticker with Biden's emails on it, confirmed by Biden's business partner with videos and photos of Biden, never denied by the Biden family, was a Russian laptop? I agree. You're really stupid and you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you one more quick one, though. How MSNBC, NBC, and these other ones, because Heilman wanted one, lie right in front of your faces. Remember this classic? Here's Ali Velshi on MSNBC as the uh, George Floyd riots are breaking out. Buildings are literally burning down behind him. And he's like, yeah, man, you know, things are mostly peaceful kind of thing. No worries. <laughs> Check this out. I, I, I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it is not uh, It is not generally speaking unruly, but fires have been started. It's not generally speaking unruly. <laughs> as, now, if you're not watching on Rumble, he's literally standing in front of a burning building in the back. And Heilman needs examples when they willingly lied to you? Guy's so pathetic. He's such he, the guy. You have to understand with these losers, they rely on MSNBC and CNN for their income. So their lips are sewn to the ass of these entities to protect them no matter what. See, the difference with me in this show is I own this show exclusively. It's my show. I, I, there's no one who's ever going to tell me what to do or what to say. None of my business partners, nobody I work with. I don't work for anyone. I'm not an employee of any of those organizations. I'm a contributor. I provide content and we have a partnership. No one will ever tell me what to say. These people are servants. They are servants to their warlords. It's pathetic to watch. By the way, something else happened on that show. There's nothing more we like on this show than watching Bernie Sanders get wrecked. You got to see Bernie Sanders get absolutely destroyed when Bill Maher asked him a simple question about the new leftist buzz term, equity. I thought they were about equality. No, no, no. Not anymore. They're about equity now. And Sanders seems confused by the distinction, even agreeing later that, yeah, he's for equality, even though they push equity, which is weird. <laughs> this is, I'll get to it in a second. Today's show brought to you by My Patriot Supply. Dot com. Friends, the headlines are getting more and more ominous and worrisome. Is Armageddon on the way? Well, who the hell knows with the people in charge now? That's why I recommend you get prepared and get prepared today. Don't wait. If you don't have emergency food, think about it. You probably insured everything in your life that matters. Your health, your car, your house. But you haven't insured your food supply? Do it today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Stock up on their popular three-month emergency food kit. I have one. I have multiples, actually, for every member of my family. When you do, you'll also get $200 worth of rugged survival gear as a free bonus. You'll need this gear when things fall apart, the grid goes down, and any other time you need to fend for yourself. To see what you'll get, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Your $200 bonus gift comes free with each three-month emergency food kit you order. That way your whole family can be prepared. 
The food is delicious, and with over 2,000 calories per day, it'll keep everybody full. Calories are survival. Get at least one kid per person. Don't delay. Act now and sleep better at night, knowing your family won't suffer when disaster strikes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Enjoy fast, free shipping. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com, fast and free shipping too. Get it now before it's too late. Don't wait. So the new leftist buzz term out there um, is equity. What does equity mean? Well, like everything else on the left, it means everything the left wants, anything they want it to mean. They change the definition depending on the day. But I'm going to tell you what equity really means in contrast to equality. Equality means you treat people equally. It's not complicated. It means everybody has a set of God-given rights, not government-given rights, that government through the Constitution protects. They're not given to you by government. They're protected by government. They're not given to you by government. That distinction needs to be clear. Those rights entitle you, entitle you to protections from government. It gives you an equal playing field so government can't steal or take from you or steal away your liberty. Equity is the leftist buzz term for trying to ensure equal outcomes. Now, think about it. If you're trying to ensure equal outcomes, it means inherently treating people unequally. There's no way around that. If I work really hard and earn $100,000 a year and you don't and earn twenty five, and I then have to give to you a portion of my income so we both make 50, then we've been treated unequally. I worked hard and you took from me while you didn't work hard and they gave to you. This isn't hard. But you understand that's the whole purpose of equity. Equity is to steal. Watch more quiz Bernie Sanders, one of the dumbest senators up there on Capitol Hill. Really, this guy's not smart at all. He's a believer, but he is not. I can't believe how many people fall for this guy's BS act. He doesn't even know the difference. Take a listen. Are we confusing equality of opportunity with trying to guarantee equity and outcomes? Okay, that's interesting because I think this word equity has come into the language in the last few years. And before that, we didn't hear it a lot. And I think a lot of people hear equity and they hear equality. That like it's the same word, and it's not the same word in the same concept. So, how would you differentiate between equity and equality? Well, equality, we talk about. Uh, I don't know what the answer to that is. <laughs> Come to think of it, you know, uh, equality is equality of opportunity. All right, we live in a society we want all people. Right. To have whatever color your skin is. Equity, I think, is more guarantee of outcome. Is it not? I yeah, think, I think so. I think that's Okay. Fine. Folks, this is so cringe. Sanders then goes on to say, oh, yeah, yeah, equality's better. Then why do you support this socialist movement that supports equity over equality? They are... Because they lie to you all the time. These people are full of crap. What's it going to take? To get through to the, I don't expect liberals, you know, the liberals to to uh, to come to the the you know uh, exit the dark side into the light. I don't expect that because lying and death, as I said in the beginning of the show, don't forget our feature, not a glitch. This is what they want. But to the 30 percent of the Democrat Party, maybe more, that's persuadable by evidence. What else do you need to hear that these people are full of crap? For the last decade, they've been pushing to you the buzz term of equity. And then when put on the spot to explain what it is, he doesn't even know. No. And then he says, no, 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 I'm for equality. That sounds better. Now, there's no better example of equity. Again, forced outcomes. Forced outcomes force the government to treat people unequally. I work really hard. I pay off my student loans. You don't work really hard. You go to school, you take a lot of student loans for a degree you can't earn any money on, so you weren't smart enough to figure that out. And then I, who strategically worked my life in such a way and worked really hard to get a degree I could earn money and support my family, right? I have to then pay you off for not going through the same steps in your life and being lazy. I don't want to pay your freaking loans. Pay your own damn loans. I got into a big fight on my Fox News show this weekend with a Democrat debating this. Pay your own freaking loans. Get your ass out of the seat and go to work and find a freaking job, a job, and go pay your own loans. I'm not paying your loans. Listen to Bernie Sanders get wrecked again when he's confronted by a poll. And I want you to listen to who the pollster is. 
Because I think Sanders assumes it's some conservative pollster. When he's confronted by Bill Maher about a poll saying, hey, a lot of these kids who are paying off their student loans aren't going to use it for loans. They're going to use it to entertain themselves. Watch this imbecile. Check this out. And again, this is against why people sometimes, I think, question some of what you're saying. Uh, this is a survey student loan forgiveness recipients. Seventy three percent of applicants say they are likely to spend their extra money on non-essential, including vacations, smartphone, drugs and alcohol. They, they admitted that to the pollster. Who is this pollster? I, NBC, <laughs> NBC News. It doesn't again, it doesn't matter to the hardcore leftists because they're liars and lying and death is a feature, not a glitch. They don't care if you starve to death paying off the loans of other people who refuse to work. That's the point. I'm talking to the Democrats out there who are still persuadable. What more evidence do you need that these people are full of crap? They admitted to the pollster they're going to take your money, not pay off their loans, and go spend it on something different, like drugs and vacations. And, 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 and that's okay with you? Come on, Democrats, you really can't be that stupid. You can't. Of course, equity. Equity requires envy and fear. Equity requires fear. Those rich people are stealing from you. Get them. Be afraid of them. They're coming for your money. Everybody wants to hoard their stuff. It's like my dog. When you give my, does your dog do this, Joe? When you give them a piece of food they really like, like we brought home some bacon yesterday. <laughs> they take it to their little cubby they, spot. Yes, like yes. They, 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 they want to secure their resources right away. I did away. The funny thing is, right away, neither Joe nor I has ever taken food away from my dog ever, but she'll squirrel it away from me. She took the bacon and she ran to our little spot and like watched it like, 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 like I watched over my little babies when they were born, you know, like a little papa bear. You have to be afraid. You have to squirrel your resources like Lucy squirreled away the bacon. But you need envy, too, to enforce equity and forced outcomes. The liberals live off this stuff. Equity, require, equity requires government to steal from and punish successful people. I just showed you the example of the student loan. But let's get to 64,000 feet and discuss this. If rich people are so evil and they're not paying their fair share, as Joe Biden constantly says, do you have any data to actually back that up? So the IRS released its income and stats for 2020, and they show that the top 1% of earners paid 42% of the country's income taxes. That's a two-decade high in the share of taxes the 1% pay. 42%, one out of 100 people pays 42 cents of every dollar. I'll show you the other numbers in a minute. The same 1% reported earning only 22% of income on their returns. Meaning the share of taxes paid by the top 1% as a group is double their share of income. So what exactly is the fair share? One out of 100 people is paying 42 cents of every dollar of taxes while only earning 22 cents of every $100 of national income. What's the fair share? You see how they lie to you all the time? If your take is, we, we, wait, I'll leave that up for a second. If your take is we hate rich people and we want their stuff and we're going to steal it no matter what, then just freaking say it and stop lying all the time. Now, in case you think the bottom 50% of earners, oh, they're really getting screwed. Explain to me how they're getting screwed with these numbers. They reported 10.2% of, in, they earned 10% of income, but only paid 2% of all income taxes. That's the bottom 50%. You're totally full of crap. One more point here in this Washington Examiner piece. That, that this is a really good one about how the rich can't possibly close the gap here. They can't. This goes into the 2022 numbers, describing how the richest tax liability, that they'd rich the tax rate on the top 1%, would have to be 80%. For the government to balance its budget in just one year. Forget about a long-term debt and deficits. So I thought to myself, we've had a tax rate near 70, 80% once. And what were the numbers? Well, what happens with those tax rates, unsurprisingly, Joe, is rich people don't want to pay them. 
So rich people don't want to pay them. So they move their money into assets, municipal bonds and other things and overseas where they don't have to pay those kind of tax rates. Yeah. So when you cut those tax rates, they bring the money back home, which creates more money, which ironically creates more taxes. Oh, Dan, you're full of crap. I am. Well, here's the actual numbers. Here are the numbers for tax revenue when Ronald Reagan cut the tax rate from 70 to 28%. Look what happened. 1980, the tax rate was, uh, was uh, over 70%. Reagan gets into office. We raised $517 billion in taxes. He cuts it to 28%. Look at how much tax revenue he raised the year after he left office, 1989. $991 billion at a tax rate nearly 50 percentage points lower. Because people brought their money home. People invested in businesses that earned more money, creating more employees, and they all paid more taxes. Listen, the goal of Reagan's tax cut program, to be clear, was not to raise more taxes. It was to raise growth. But the fact that raising growth creates more tax revenue, ladies and gentlemen, is indisputable. It's a great irony of being a leftist, isn't it? All right, let me get to my uh, my next sponsor, and I want to he did it again, folks. He did it again. A disgraceful Joe Biden, this stolen valor from his, the civil rights movement is just disgusting. He did it again this weekend. All right, springs in the air. You can only, it can only mean one thing, spring grilling. The grilling is back. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks. I've been a customer, by the way, for a long time of Omaha Steaks before they were a sponsor because the food is amazing. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to spring into something delicious with their semi-annual sale. With 50% off site-wide, big savings, grab all your favorites, like perfectly aged tender, tender steaks, ocean-fresh seafood, juicy burgers, and decadent desserts. Plus, when you go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O at checkout, you'll get an additional $30 off your, uh, off your order. It's a perfect way to get fired up and spring into something special. Don't wait. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use code Bongino at checkout and take advantage of this deal. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. And you're going to want to hurry because 50% off site-wide is only happening for a limited time. So don't miss your chance to save. Visit omahasteaks.com. Use code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O at checkout. And get an additional $30 off when you shop their semi-annual sale today. Minimum order may be required. Omahasteaks.com, promo code Bongino. The steaks are amazing. The seasoning's amazing. The food is fantastic. You're not going to get better food at a better price than this. Check it out. I've been a longtime fan. He loves their burgers. Someone asked me last week if I'm going to move the freezer over to the new office so he can steal the burgers out of it. Yes. Yes, I will. So it happened again, folks. Joe Biden, who is a corrupt, rotting bag of oatmeal, who was lied about. Again, he's a Democrat. Lying is a feature. Again, it's not a bug, right? Joe Biden lies about everything all the time. But I find personally the most disgusting thing that this rotting bag of oatmeal lies about is the civil rights movement. Now, Joe's a little older than me. So Joe's got more personal experience seeing this through you know, his own eyes and lifetime. I mean, imagine the indignity of fire hoses being sprayed in your face, barking dogs, biting at you, police batons beating the crap out of you being lynched, hung, shot, or killed yourself, all because you just wanted to fight for God-given rights for people simply because of the color of their skin. Imagine having gone through that, that civil rights war in this country. To wipe clean the stain of Jim Crow and segregation and judging people exclusively by the color of their skin. Imagine having gone through that and then having this buffoon in the White House consistently, constantly lie about being some key figure in the civil rights movement, despite the fact that it is a multiple-time discredited fallacy and lie. He is making this up. He did it again this weekend because he's a fraud. Take a listen. I was a student up north in the civil rights movement. I remember feeling how guilty I was. I wasn't here. How could we all be up there? And you going through what you went through, looking at those, I can still picture. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's, it's filthy. It's, it's, you know, again, I say it all, I get it. All politicians lie, be, you know, phony to be like, oh, Biden's a liar. That makes him awful. All politicians lie. 
it's the things you lie, you lie about that matter, correct? I mean, lying about stealing a piece of bazooka gum from a store and lying about a murder you committed are kind of like two different things, right? Lying about being a civil rights activist when, in fact, you appear to have been on the opposite side of that? Eulogizing a former KKK, uh, what, uh, exalted cyclops, Robert Byrd? Talking about Obama being the first clean black guy you've met or candidate. Telling black people they're going to be back in chains. Yeah, that happened, all of that. Hat Tip RNC Research, they're a great follow on social media. They put together a little compilation. This is a supercut. It's worth every second of your time. Of all the times Biden's lied about being a civil rights activist. Keep in mind, despite the fact that even liberal fact checkers have called them out because it's totally made up and fake. Take a listen. When I marched in the civil rights movement, I did not march with a 12 point program. I marched with tens of thousands of others to change attitudes and we changed attitudes. He lied to voters, according to the New York Times, uh, quoting aides of, of Biden's, about having marched in the civil rights movement. I got involved in the civil rights movement. I got involved in desegregated movie theaters. They organized voter registration drives. From the time I got involved as a high school kid in the civil rights movement. But I was a kid involved in the civil rights movement, desegregating restaurants and movie theaters in my state. From the time I got involved as a kid in the civil rights movement. It's only weird because largely liberal goon hack media, the Praetorian Guard, effectively the bodyguards for the left, refuse to collectively call him out and demand accountability for his stolen valor in the civil rights movement. Dan, you keep bringing it up. I get it. I get it. I understand. Some of you may be even frustrated at this, that he keeps doing this and we keep talking about it. Folks, there are a lot of things I didn't do in my life. I mean, I'm writing a whole book about my own failures. If I was younger and that age and alive at that time and watched this happen in front of me and did nothing about it, I got to tell you, I'd have to live with that the rest of my life. That you didn't speak out. Biden didn't. He did nothing. He was on the opposite side of this. He's a fraud. He's a fake and he's a phony. And he's always been a fraud. By the way, the guy still can't conquer stairs. He was leaving Alabama this weekend after his uh, after his speech. Relied about being a civil rights movement, and he couldn't make it. He couldn't make it up the stairs without tripping in. Can you please hold the handle on the railings? Here's local media coverage. About ten seconds. Check this out. Given the salute there before he boards Air Force One, just like that, he touched down. Not even four hours that ago. That was a quick trip, but as you said, very impactful. The president also traveling with the press corps, so they will be on Air Force. Please just hold the railing. Please, everybody around the world, people who have nuclear weapons, despots and tyrants overseas are watching this. Please just hold the railing. My gosh, it's embarrassing. By the way, one quick story I want to get to before we leave. And a, a hat tip to, um, to who? To my daughter, Isabel, uh, she, uh, she's really been kicking butt in college. I usually don't talk about personal stuff. I know it's kind of lame, but I really love my daughters so much as you do too. It's nothing, nothing new here, of course. But, you know, she went into college and was nervous about it. She's taken a really academically rigorous thing, and she's been bringing home some amazing grades. So uh, I, I give hat tips to a lot of other people, but hat tip to you. Good job, kid. Appreciate everything you're doing. So, I, sorry, I just proud dad moment. If that's allowed. I want to get to this. So, uh, you know, I, I, this Praetorian Guard, essentially bouncer service for the left, we call the media. One of the ways they operate, too, is by gaslighting. Gaslighting is lying, lying often, uh, lying confidently, and isolating people from the truth. It's getting people to believe in an alternate reality through gaslighting. And it's important you isolate people from the truth. And one of the ways... They do that is by calling any idea they don't like disinformation and misinformation, trying to get it censored. But they won't allow the construction of a parallel economy without a tax, which reminds me of this really bizarre thing with the left, which is you will stay here on our platforms. We will censor you. But when you leave and you enter the parallel economy away from the censorship, they will go and attack you there, too. Now, I just want to be crystal clear on this. The parallel economy is doing great. True Social is doing great. Parallel economy is doing great. Rumble has exploded in popularity. 
Parler was doing great until uh, the left took $3 trillion companies uh, to take them down. Um, but it's doing fine. It's actually flowering quite well. They can't have that. NBC News, Ben Goggin, the tech guy. Big tech was a major target at CPAC, but conservatives building alternatives are facing challenges. Uh, well, everybody's facing challenges. Big tech was under attack at CPAC, but the idea of a parallel economy is getting a reality check. Really? It's interesting. Rumble just won public at a multi-billion dollar valuation. That's, a, that's really strange. True socials exploded in popularity. It's really bizarre. It's strange how it's struggling. It's even funnier considering I own ParallelEconomy.com. Check it out sometime. If you're uh, on Stripe and some of these other services after what happened to Don Jr. with uh, uh, his bank this past week, folks, get away from the financial system of the left. You're going to find yourself in a bad spot. If you're using Stripe, come over to us at ParallelEconomy.com. We'd be happy to have you. We don't do cancel culture there. It's a, a, the beatings will continue until morale improves mentality. One last story, too. Folks, they're never going to stop with their playbook, whether it's the parallel economy is terrible, disinformation, misinformation, all the nonsense about COVID. They're not going to stop. They have a standard playbook they go back to every time because they're intellectually lazy. One of their standard playbooks as well is if they don't like you and they can't censor you, well, you're clearly a Nazi or a fascist. Here we go, Ron DeSantis creeping up in the polls. So they, uh, the Hill decided to publish this, uh, this piece on this Florida lawmaker. DeSantis targeting black LGBTQ transgender people. They know it's fascism. Do you remember when that word actually meant something? It's becoming the new racism, where racism meant something in the 60s, 70s, and the 80s. Now it's used so often that people hear it and they disregard it. The tragedy being what? That real racists and real fascists, when they do emerge, it's probably going to be disregarded by some people because they're so used to the media calling everybody racist and fascist, which is a real problem, by the way, because those people do need to be stopped. All right. Thanks again for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. It is absolutely free. It helps us stay on the top charts. It means the world to us. Uh, keeps our marketing costs low. Thank you so much for doing it. If you would subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Rumble at rumble.com slash Bongino, we would deeply appreciate it. And you can always jo join our live chat at 11 a.m. Eastern time, rumble.com slash Bongino every day. Thank you for bearing with us through some of the very minor kind of technical hiccups. The live chat, it starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time, rumble.com slash Bongino. You'll really like it. Uh, you can join fellow Dan Bongino show fans there. We appreciate it. I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.